Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, and I'm your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back, folks, and thank you so much for joining us today. I'm super excited about the show that we've got discussing the upcoming year of 2020, things like what's in store for us, how we can take advantage of it maybe some things to look out for, and so much more. A reminder, don't forget, you can also watch the Soldier Driven interviews on YouTube, and that link will be in the show notes. All right, so joining me today is Sarah Elise, who's a transformational evolutionary astrologer and spiritual life coach. She's going to be sharing her perspectives on 2021 from an astrological point of view, and I'll be sharing from an Kashuk Records point of view. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks. <laughs> glad to be here again. Thank you. You and your beautiful hair? Yes, me and my beautiful hair. Fluffy. <laughs> Do what? So fluffy. So fluffy today. Yes. We like, like fluffy hair. <laughs> um, so just kind of to get the discussion started, first of all, we've we've got a lot to talk about today. Sarah and I just kind of jive whenever we do get together, so there's going to be a lot forthcoming, I'm sure, but I wanted to just outline a few factors to make sure that we are all on the same page. So again, just to reiterate, um, this is just a discussion today about like 2021, both from an astrological and the Akashic Records point of view. So from regarding the Akashic Records, there's a couple of things to keep in mind. First, Time doesn't exist in the Akashic Records, or really anywhere outside of this world. Um, but in that, the Akashic Records aren't a tool for fortune telling, because we have free will on this planet, and our daily decisions recreate outcomes continuously, meaning that depending upon what we decide moment to moment, the outcomes could change, which basically means that I'll be sharing possibilities, potentials, and themes from the readings that I've been doing the last couple of days, instead of like definitive specifics, like might be more normal from the astrological point of view. Um, and if you want to learn more about the Akashic Records and you're new to the show, make sure you tune in to the previous bonus episode that I recorded all about them. So kind of the second thing is that I wanted um, Sarah to kind of share with us she specializes in evolutionary astrology. And if you would just share with us a short explanation of what that is. Yeah, sure. So evolutionary astrology is a way of understanding the soul's underlying incarnational intention for their life, for, for its lifetime. So it, it works on the premise that this is earth school and we come here for a reason, and we come here to change and to evolve and grow, and that we will have specific things like in our way or specific 
things that our soul wants to move toward and that we kind of set that up for ourselves in the birth chart. So evolutionary astrology, some evolutionary astrologers are really focused on past lives and all of that stuff, but you don't, that's not really how I play it. It's more about understanding the underlying karmic complexes that any individual is working through in their lifetime, bringing light to it so that they can see it, illuminate it, um, so that it is illuminated and so that they can understand how they can work with it from a kind of a bit of a higher perspective and move forward in their life, right? And like you said, there is no time. So we kind of come in fully baked. In a sense, we are the, the beginning, the middle, and the end all at once. But there is this perspective. We have a perspective in 3D that we, we, we perceive that we are somewhere along the story arc of our own mythic expression of our being. And so an evolutionary astrology reading kind of takes a look at what the whole arc is, what the entire mythology is of a human life, and then identifies where that human being, where that soul might be somewhere like where their perception might be not stuck but where it might be focused and so we kind of we kind of try to like pull someone back give them the big picture view and then help them identify what not they're working through at the moment so that they can start to move forward or they can have a little bit of a different trajectory different speed forward right does that make sense it helps For people sure. evolution with their psychological spiritual evolution so it's not like i can do things like oh, who should I marry when I grow up? Or what is my best career path? Or do you know when it, like I can kind of read that stuff a little bit, but it's not necessarily where I'm naturally drawn. Like it's not where my interest lies. So sometimes when I get those questions, it's fine, but it's not, it's not my skill set. Yeah. Well, like and, and for the folks who don't know, A, I've had a reading with Sarah and she's amazing. Highly recommend. Um, and two, if you want to learn more about Sarah and her specialty and all of those things, we did an interview earlier this year and make sure and check it out. It's still one of the highest uh, rated podcast interviews that I've done. So because Sarah's fantastic. <laughs> so in the lens of evolutionary astrology, um, like we were talking a bit before we started, so it's going to be different then in regards to the soul um, from or for the collective versus the soul. Is that correct? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not really sure I can, um, I can speak to that. It, it, like if we're looking at 2020, so, okay, maybe we can look at it like this. So our individual souls incarnate onto the planet and they have an objective, right? They have, this is earth school. We have a lesson plan. So my lesson plan is going to be completely different than yours. We come in with our own individual karma, right, from a soul level, but we also are we we also incarnate into a biological structure or into a biological system. So we inherit family karma, and then within that, we also inherit collective karma because we all incarnate into a social moment in time, where right now as a collective, we are evolving we are evolving here. Like a hundred years ago, we were here. And you know, a hundred years from now, we will be here. So an individual soul will incarnate into a place in time and space, and they will carry their own individual lesson plan. They will inherit a lesson plan based on their family of origin. And they will also participate in the greater collective evolutionary impulse that is happening at the time, right? 
And depending on like your level of self-awareness, you can differentiate your own spiritual being within the collective. So sometimes we are in a lifetime just to experience the collective. And we are just in a, a state of mass consciousness. So we live our life according to the zeitgeist of the day or the status quo of the day. And we are swept up in the movement, in the evolutionary movement of the collective karma, right? And that that's awesome. Then at some point, there's this place where you start to individuate or you start to pull away from the collective karma and the family karma, and you start to identify your own unique individual self within that. And you start to kind of unstick yourself, I think, from the, from the mass consciousness and from the tribal consciousness. So you start to unstick yourself from the inherited family genetic karma and from the collective karma. And then you start to work on your own line, your own divine line and your own individuated consciousness, right? And that's when we start to do our own personal healing, our own personal growth work, our own personal evolution. And then at some point at the top of that level, then you go cosmic, then you go spiritual, then you start identifying with something way beyond your personal karma and your soul karma, you actually become soul realized. And so at that point, you start to, you're a world server, you're a disciple, you're an initiate, you're, you're offering your higher impulse and higher will into the collective in order to impact the dream field, in order to help it move ahead faster or to bring more light into it or whatever it is. Like we're, so there's, there's all these kind of like different ways we can relate to it, right? Um, if we're looking at like astrology, I think, you know, we are part of a reality that is altogether cosmic. You can't escape it. We're made of stardust for God's sakes. <laughs> well, and I like that. I mean, you know, as is the micro, as is the macro or vice versa, you know, yeah. so I, I, it was a conversation I was having with a friend of mine just the other day about, you know, when we grow and evolve within ourselves, when we heal, when we, any of those types of things, you know, then, then the collective starts to as well. So yeah. it's because of course we're all connected and we're all growing um in our own different and unique ways. But it's it's really kind of all of the same. Yeah, yeah. That's like the paradox, isn't it? It's like that we're all one and yet we're all individual at the same time. Yeah. And it's interesting because that's kind of the theme of our um of what we're sort of standing on the precipice of as well. Like is that, you know, you've heard them say that we're entering the age of Aquarius and blah, 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 all that stuff, right? Like the, the end of the Mayan calendar, the great turn, all of, like this, you know, these huge evolutionary cycles um, at, a, at a global level, as a collective level that we're, we're kind of coming to the end of one and entering into a new one. And in astrology, we call it entering the age of Aquarius, leaving the age of Pisces and entering the age of Aquarius. And the Aquarian um, impulse is one toward individuated consciousness, put, put, like inputting into a collectivized field. So it's like the mm -hmm. principle is like, we're all these unique individuals. We're all divine in our own right. And yet the, the more we take responsibility for ourself and our divinity and our own divine line and living in integrity with our own unique self, that is the quality of contribution we can make to the collective field that is at the same time that we are our unique individual, we are also the collective field. So it's like they, it happens kind of simultaneously, right? So like the more people who stand up and live from their heart, for instance, 
that's a better collective <laughs> than yeah. we're then, right? We're now creating something that's like lovely instead of something that's disharmonious. So yeah, so that's the age, the age of Aquarius is about that, is about how does the individual interact with the group and then how does the group impact the individual? And this relationship between the two is, is, is a big theme for us this year as well. It's a big theme that's coming. Yeah, it's um, as you were talking about it, all I could think is um, going back to the quote that I was given like a couple of years ago, just as a download that I use for this show. Um, you know, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Yeah. And, and yeah, I feel like that's exactly what it is that you're talking about, just the importance. Um, so I'd love to kind of talk a little bit about 2020, just in a very high level kind of way. Um, maybe some of the themes that you saw um, and kind of how they're setting us up for 2021. Um, from my perspective, it's it's been really interesting because like when I first started going into the Akashic Records for 2021, um, one of the, the big like things that was coming through was like, that this is the beginning. This is the beginning. And I feel like 2021 was just this like massive shakeup, right? It just like, <laughs> it shook all of our, like, especially here, you know, in, in the world, Western world, you know, we, we thought we were in control and we have learned that we've never been in control. I mean, there's just been all kinds of lessons, um, but it's been interesting. Just, I feel like it was just kind of like the wake up call as we start to transition and start going into a new direction. Um, what are some themes that, that you saw? For 2020 or 2021? For 2020. For 2020, I guess it was a lot of breaking down of the social fabric and breaking down of the ways that we've given our power and our faith and our trust to structures that were no longer serving us. Right. And those structures might've been collective structures like government, or they might've been like structures like, schools or they might have been just you know social structures yeah. but they were also kind of internal structures as well because oh, for sure we, we were sort of like stuck on a rut we were kind of stuck on a um like a really fast treadmill that was going very fast and we all had to like completely run all the time at 100 miles an hour just to keep up and we were completely caught in this cycle of like consume 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 work 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 consume 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 keep going woohoo and you know, <laughs> Right. And, and that we were all just sort of blindly trusting it because that's what we'd always known. And that's what we that's what we believed in or that's what we were giving our faith to, like the, yeah. the, sort of the capitalistic model and the structures and the way our society was running. And we were rather un, unquestioning in that. Yeah. And I know that there have always been people who've questioned that, like, you know, you have a whole lot of people who question it. But I think that on at a mass level, there was ne not necessarily like maybe there was a little bit of complacency or just kind of doing it because it was what we do. And when everything stopped and stopped, um, we've had to kind of deal with ourselves in a different way, right? Like we've had to stop. And no matter what it is that we had to stop, like perhaps there, perhaps our lifestyle didn't change dramatically or perhaps it changed unrecognizably. I guess it's on an individual basis. Like each one of us would have experienced this year differently, right? But from what I can tell, or from the astrology anyway, it seems like in some area of our life, 
we had to look very carefully at where we, at what, 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 like something was falling down. Like, so some kind of a form or some kind of a way that we had given ourselves to some sort of a hierarchical or cultural model that was kind of falling apart so that we could open up to a greater level of sovereignty and a, and a, and a higher order hierarchy as well. Because Capricorn rules hierarchy, but it also rules um, like culture. It rules like social culture, right? And so with the, with the collapse of our social culture, like we've had the, like last time, we've, we've had our society bro- like taken apart essentially, right? We, I can't even see my mom at Christmas. Like there's just like, I can't even go Christmas. Like there's nothing open. Like, I, like we're quarantined again where I live. I don't know what it's like where you live, but I mean, it's just been a shit show from, you know, from point A to point B and we're still in the middle of it, right? With people flinging it at each other all the time. So it feels like wherever this huge alignment between Pluto, Saturn and Jupiter was happening in your chart personally, that is an area of life where, where, where stuff was coming down. It's like the tower was falling. The things that you may have thought were happening in your reality, the things you trusted, the things you believed in, the things you just blindly accepted, the things you gave yourself to, those were no longer able to hold you up. Yeah. So invitation was to find a different, different structure, a different level of order inside yourself. We had to reorder reality in some way to make it feel safe again. Yeah. Like then, you know, but then we have like these external input, like these external orders trying to tell us how we should be. And, and, and then for 2020, that's when you had the Mars in Aries and Eris in Aries squaring the Capricorn tr- like Trinity. Right. So we had this, we had like, like people like rising up and fighting for their rights and being angry and wanting their freedom within the structures that were falling apart, right? So we had these collapsing structures and then people standing up and saying, no more, like I matter, right? I, I matter, my freedom is important, I matter, I'm here, hello, don't forget about me. And whatever way that that, like whatever way that that actually came out, I mean, Black Lives Matter is one way we had, I mean, it, it, like everything from like the craziest conspiracy theories. Yeah, to, there's course, so many. So many, and but yet it's the same thing for the people who are saying, "Listen, wear your freaking mask." There are people dying, right? Like it's like we're all like asserting ourselves in some in some way against the collapsing structures, against like this this you know nothing makes sense. So we're we're all trying to get ourselves heard, and and then the nodal axis shifted right around June from Can- Capricorn to Cancer to Sag Gemini. And so everyone started to have a really strong opinion all of a sudden. And, and now here we are sitting at, at the precipice of 2021 and like, we're trying to get order back. We're trying to get order back. We're trying to get order back, right? Like we're trying to make things safe as a collective. We're working really hard. We still want our freedom. We're still angry. And now we're yelling about like, we're really loud. Like we're, yeah. we're like everybody is fighting. Like well, and COVID exhaustion is so real. So you real. Know. <laughs> We're all just over it. We're all over it. We're all angry about it now. Yeah, like I like I like, like the anger is palpable. Like the frustration and the anger. 
Like I can feel it in the zeitgeist, right? Like there's this like growing dis-ease and yeah. things are shaking out, but then they're like, but then, but then there's a reason for it. And then there's the rationality for it. And then like the government is clamping down because we have to, because it's for the greater good. So there's all these opposing forces that we're, we're trying to make sense of. And I think the theme is going to continue into 2021, but just in a slightly different way. Um, because it's going to move from like control and corporate government governance and like needing to needing to organize the social, like needing to organize and structure our reality. And it's and it's moving from earth to air. So it's moving from Capricorn to Aquarius. So we've got this massive alignment between Jupiter and Saturn happening on the 21st of, of December, just next week, at zero degrees of Aquarius. And that's going to pretty much be the kickoff to the new tone of 2021, I, I, I believe. I mean, who can know? But the tone of 2021 is going to be about um, kind of more Aquarian issues, like social cohesion, social structures, social philosophy. What should we as a collective feel responsible for? How should the collective dictate our behavior? What are the rules, Saturn, that our collective is going to have to abide by now? And, yeah. and you know, I've heard so many perspectives, like that, you know, of people saying, you know, that, that mask wearing, everything from it being virtue signaling to it being like an acknowledgement of how much we care. Right. There's there's all of these different ways of interpreting one small action that the whole collective has to partake in. Like we're we're now legisl like they're they're I don't know in, in Canada, in where I live, I have to wear a mask everywhere I go. Not outside, but inside. If I go inside, and even if I'm standing outside and I'm talking to someone, they can be very upset if I'm not wearing a mask. Like there's like this level of like social agreement. Yeah, that is not happening in a lot of places in the U.S. It's very different. I mean, honestly, like I walked into a uh, like a really small market the other day and no one was wearing masks. And like the guy standing behind the counter looked at me like I was crazy for wearing one. Um, it's so different. What What's really interesting to me is like, I guess, kind of shifting a little bit more into, well, shifting into 2021 is like, like you're talking about the systems and structures falling, everyone like, you know, uh, voicing their opinions. I mean, like, it's just been such a shakeup in regards to, I think, on an individual and then obviously on a collective level. But it's like the perfect setup, you know, where everything has just really been shaken to start shifting into a direction where we start considering the collective versus mm -hmm. the individual, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's uh, what I was saying. It might've been confusing before, but like with 2020, it really felt like this, just a shakeup. And it feels like 2021 is this beginning, you know, a, that, that forward motion into like, okay, so these things aren't working. What are we going to do about it? you know? Yeah, I, I definitely think that there's going to be kind of like an orientation toward understanding our philosophy as a collective or understanding our philosophy as a community and like 
but there's also danger. There's danger there, right? Like Saturn in Aquarius for the next couple of years, Saturn. So oppressive, the, the collective being um, like, um, like almost an oppressive force. Hmm. So like for some people, it will be, yeah, like we're, we're, we're taking care of each other, right? This is what we should be doing. This is the right thing for everyone. Everyone should get a vaccine because it's a herd, you know, it's like, it, it, it's for the herd. And, and there's like this, and social order is the rule of the day. So everybody has to adhere because these are the, now the rules that govern everyone. But then. The, and just to clarify real quick, the, the Saturn that you're talking about is what happens in the great conjunction, correct? Yes, Saturn, Saturn is okay. moving into Aquarius. It will be there for two, two and a half years. Jupiter okay. is moving into Aquarius. It will be there for one year. And they both align at zero degrees of Aquarius and 29 seconds on December 21st. So it's almost like they're creating this entry point or this starting point, like you were talking about. It's the new energy. It's like a new energy pulse. And it's also setting off like a really, like every 20 years, Saturn and Jupiter kind of come back together and give each other a kiss. And I like they've been in an earth cycle for the last number of hundred years and they're now going into an air cycle. So I, I think that they in 1980 they were in Libra. They're, 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 they've been in air before, but this is this is marking the start of like an exclusively air cycle where for the next few hundred years they're going to be only in air signs coming together every what is it? I, I think it's 30 years, maybe 20 years. I'm sorry, I don't I don't know the exact number. This is the level of detail that I would have kind of prepared for if I had a little bit more time on my hand, except for having to run after three children all week. Um, but it, nevertheless, it doesn't really matter how often they come together. When they do come together, they really set the tone of culture. They create culture. That's what they do. They set the rules. They set the tone because Jupiter is what rules um, our philosophy and our truth. And the truth that then goes out into the culture and becomes the word of law. So Jupiter leads into Saturn. So Saturn rules Capricorn, Jupiter rules Sagittarius. And, and it is the truth that we believe that demarcates the actions and the way that we will build our culture, right? So Jupiter in Aquarius, new social rules, new social truth leads into Saturn in Aquarius. How we're gonna bring that truth and make it real. How we're, what, what are the rules or what are the forms or what are the structures we're going to build now as a society to adhere to these new truths, these social truths or these social justice truths or these equity truths, whatever the Aquarian zeitgeist ends up being. Um, and I guess at, at, at any level, like, uh, I mean, Aquarius and the shadow can be social control and oppression. I mean, if you look at like Mao or Pol Pot or any of these really, or the Nazis, right? Like you can look at really oppressive social regimes that destroyed the lives of millions of people. Or you can look at, you know, oh, the Scandinavian countries, <laughs> the most successful civilizations on earth are, you know, very much socialist countries where it's social, like, but, but socialism with heart, right? Socialism with consciousness. So, so there's different ways I think that Aquarius can play out. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think one of the one of the themes of this year, because we're going to have Uranus and Taurus squaring Saturn and Jupiter, and I know that Uranus and Taurus, like people think that Taurus is money, so Uranus and Taurus squaring Saturn and Jupiter. I've heard people talking about like blockchain technology and Bitcoin and like new revolutionary ways of doing money, and I've heard people say that we're going to have a massive financial collapse in 2021, and that we're going to have to 
figure out how we do econ, like industry and economy all over again and all of this stuff. But when I look as an evolutionary astrologer, when I look at Taurus and I look at Uranus and Taurus, I think we're scared shitless about how the hell we're going to survive on this earth, right? That there is going to be like our primal security need, our primal need for survival is like, there's going to be like a rebelliousness, right? Where we say, no, I have a right to be safe on this earth. I have a right to decide what goes into my body. I have a right to decide what is secure for me. Yeah. And so it's so fascinating that like you're sharing this because I know from the Akashic Records, the, the three times that I've gone in, rebellion has been like top theme top theme across the board and everything from environmental to personal to seeing these different things taking place with um a lot of war and not necessarily you know like again these are themes this could be internal personal war this could be actual you know worldly war i wasn't just looking at the u.s or just looking at the western world by any means um, when i went into the records but it was very much a rebellion against what is being put into place and what is wanting to be put into place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and 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 rebellion against it, but also a need to adjust with adjust to it. So it's like if you have a square like that, so you've got like Saturn and Jupiter, Saturn set let's call it Saturn in Aquarius, squaring Uranus and Taurus, okay? And so if Uranus and Taurus is that rebellion based on our primal Taurus right to survive and be safe on the earth, right? We all have a right to survive on this planet. Hmm. The planet has a right to survive. <laughs> yes. Hello. <laughs> our poor planet, our poor planet. That, our was, poor planet. that was, and that was such a huge um, overriding theme as well that I saw coming through is just the, I mean, you know, mother guy is pissed and not just that, but she's hurt. She's heartbroken. We've, forgotten about her entirely you know we yeah. had we had the fires last year there, there wasn't even much discussion around the fact that you know um what COVID has done like environmentally for us the pros and the cons you know we, we saw skies clear up like we've never seen before um for a long time um but then on the other hand like the amount of trash that is now being accumulated because everybody's getting their food to go and the masks and all of those things are just piling up as well. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's, there's a resource issue for sure. Yeah. Like how are we using the natural resources? And, and this, I mean, and Aquarius is rules technology, right? So there, there may be solutions. Um, I mean, for instance, the work from home, like we're yeah. all working from home. So that's going to keep happening. And there's going to be this kind of migration, perhaps to more rural areas, right? As people move out of the cities, as people don't need to collect in really dense areas as much. I'm because, doing that. <laughs> yeah, sign me up. <laughs> in May, we're going. <laughs> um, but but yeah, like it, 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 there's so there's I think there's an adjustment period for sure. Collectively, we're gonna have to go through an adjustment period. But maybe this year, maybe this year in particular, in the next couple years, is gonna be a little is when is when um, we we experience a bit more of the friction 
right? Because we're, we're, we're essentially getting ready for Pluto to move into Aquarius. So Pluto is going to move into Aquarius 2023, 2024. And that is going to be like a sweep, of, like whatever archetype Pluto is in, it take, it cleans it out. But it brings up all the darkest parts in the process, you know? Like it really changes the archetype and it, and it transforms it and it evolves it. But in doing so, it has to move through the underworld the undercurrent it has to bring light into the shadow it has to clear to clear it out in some really significant way so perhaps this is really just an introduction to the shift that's coming as pluto moves into aquarius and we start to really reorganize our society based on these more collective ideals or whatever i mean group think is a real issue isn't it group think and like making sure that we maintain sovereignty within the collective. Yeah. And that's a pretty significant theme, I think, that's coming. And our right to survive on the planet. Well, truth, you know, like in regards to the group think, um, I think truth is, you know, something that I feel like has been coming up a lot the past, you know, month. And I feel like it's part of the conjunction energy. I'm not totally sure about that, but it feels like what's been kind of sweeping in is, especially from my perspective, is this, you know, realization that, that all of us have our different truths, right? Like when we think about the group think as a whole, it's so dangerous because we're all in our own space. We're all on our own path. We're all in our own um, level, if you will. Um, but there's just no, you know, whether it's masks or anything, there's just no like clear cut truth for everyone. It's all so different. And I think there's validity, you know, in, in parts of all of it. Um, and I feel like that, like, that's kind of the energy that's been shifting forward anyway, is this, this, that's the eclipses. this these are, you're defining kind of the lessons of the eclipses that we've experienced this month because they've been in Gemini and Sagittarius. So there's been this lesson in the collective around truth versus, well, like righteous indignation versus listening and collecting information. Right. Because there, there's been like, that's, so you're pretty astute in picking that up because that's kind of the theme of this month that's been a really significant theme of this month. How do you think, so uh, definitely one of the things I wanted to ask you about was, so the nodes are going to be in, in Sagittarius and Gemini, what, like halfway through 2021? No, I think they go all the way through 2021. Let me just check. I'll just check my ephemeris. But they, they only moved in, if they moved in June, like so if the nodes moved on the 5th of June, they should say for a year and a half. So I would assume that they go all the way to the end, but let me just check. So July, they're still, yeah, they go all the way to the very end and then they shift to Taurus and Scorpio on the 24th of December in 2021. Okay. And when they move to Taurus, Scorpio though, imagine the archetypal shift. All of a sudden you're dealing with a South node in Scorpio and a North node in Taurus. Talk about wars and chaos like at least Sagittarius is about yelling and I'm right you're wrong 
but a south node of Scorpio is a bit more, I don't know, that just feels a little frightening to me. Like that, that feels like a whole other level of power play, power dynamic and real dark forces at play, right? Like darkness coming out, seeing it for what it is. And I'm like, and I'm, I mean, I can't, I, I don't know, I can't really make a lot of sense out of all of the conspiracy theories, but I've heard some doozies and I, I don't know, like if, if things come to light, I think they'll maybe come to light a little bit further beyond 2021. <laughs> so how do you think the, how do you think the Sagittarius and the Gemini notes are going to play out through 2021? I just think we're learning to cooperate and listen. I just think we're learning how to chill out and let go of like being, of thinking we have all the answers to kind of go into a state of um, beginner's mind and curiosity. Cause you can't solve a problem if you, if you come into a situation with, indignation right and and it, like in any situation even relationships that's a quotable <laughs> <laughs> we'll be that's grabbing it. that one for the show <laughs> yeah. I had an entire day yesterday which was all about that lesson it's just like brutal brutal I hate that lesson. Yes. Yes. I have been in that lesson too for, I feel like the last two weeks, different things have been popping up and I'm just like, okay, now I need to like, literally when you said it, I was like, oh, I need to put that on my forehead. So true. But you know, but then, but then again, like within that, like within allowing everybody to have their own truth, you have to still know what your truth is. Yes. No. So important. And I think that- yeah, well, and, and that's part of what I've been seeing and realizing and experiencing the past, you know, month is just realizing in the midst of conversation, uh, whether it's about personal stuff or political stuff, whatever the case may be, it's like, um, and I had put up a post earlier this year was, um, I won't get into it, but it was like, there's a third truth here, you know, yours and mine and the one that's kind of like in between. It doesn't need to be this or that, right? And it's just like, like all of these things keep popping up to make us choose. So what just came to me and that move from Scorpio to Taurus will be like sort of like this gradual way that we'll be able to get to the underlying values that matter Mm -hmm. to all of us, right? Because underneath the mind field is really where our values live right? Hmm. Like Gemini Taurus, like Gemini, yeah. you know, it, it, like we can, we can get to a place of communication and connection and curiosity and listening. And then the next nodal, nodal sweep will come in to help us clear the ways that we try to dominate each other and have power over each other so that we can come to a collective sense of grounded value. I mean, Taurus will still be in, or Uranus will still be in Taurus in 2022. And 2023. So when that when that nodal axis shifts, um, you know, it'll it, it might bring it might bring us into into what you're like exactly what you're saying, like that third level, which is really what's underneath the information completely. And what's underneath the information, like you can have like a Trumpster yelling at a whatever, you know what I mean? Like, but what's underneath? What's underneath? They all want the same, like we all have the same values, really. Like we all want to feel safe. We all want to be able to feed be our happy. children. <laughs> we all want to be happy. Our underlying values that we all share, and security is a major one. And so, yeah, if we if we can even divorce ourselves from the detail, I suppose that's kind of a, like a future, 
a future lesson that we'll get to. So with the nodes then throughout kind of 2021, we'll be more so just continuing to talk and learn how to talk and learn how to listen. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so. And learning how to understand what it means to look at facts versus um, listen to someone just what they say and like the give you know their face value so to speak like to look yeah. at like to question everything to right question well to according to the you know tarot tarot depending on how you say it um you know it's a five-year which is the hierophant um which i've really been enjoying some of the um you know the podcasts that i've been listening to discussing just kind of briefly about that and what little, I mean, what little I know about the tarot, it is this, you know, the systems and structures that were in place for the emperor for this year, for 2020. And then going into the Hierophant is connecting with our own truth, you know, is connecting with, with what it is that, that we really have to share and bring to the table and how we view things, you know, and, um, I think that's going to be an interesting play out, especially prior to like the nodal shift that you were just talking about at the end of 2021. Um, if we are then shifting into like this three, three lane highway type of, or intersection, I should say between mine and yours and in ours. Mm -hmm. um, if that's the way of looking at it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Mine and yours and ours. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's been, you know, and, and I, and I've like in my spirit and my heart, um, in regards to what I've been experiencing, it's been so much more opening, you know, to realize that, that like, I can be right and you can be right and we can both be right. You know, it's not. <laughs> no, I know. And there's a letting go in that, isn't there? And there's like ability yeah. as well. It's like, because you can hurt each other when you're, when you're self-righteous. And is it even important to be right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, they say all the successful relationships, you know, the people who win in the relationships are the people who just like, let go the first, you know, the first to let go and just be like, okay, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be this egoic win, you know, we can both win in this. So let's figure out how to do that, you know? Thing, isn't it letting go of meetings like letting go of that it's so painful yeah <laughs> I'm a double sad so yeah <laughs> <laughs> especially when you feel like you're right especially when you are right oh yes. I'm gonna like, think you're right when you are right yes. so let go of that <laughs> yeah yeah that's 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 the higher self getting getting involved um so what are some oh, of the yeah. themes that like do I? Well, because because it, it's it's true because there is actually no truth. There is no right. There there is like maybe at some level there is an, a uniform truth that governs all. But who can really lay claim to that? Love is the only answer. That's I think as far as I've thought about it, and I feel like that's the only universal truth. You know, <laughs> is I think love is right. always the best answer. But I think everything else is up for debate. <laughs> <laughs> you know indeed it is indeed it is um so yeah what are some of the themes that that you see coming up for 2021 or maybe some 
okay, well, you know, I, I, I literally think it's the Uranus and Taurus squaring Saturn and Jupiter and Aquarius. I think that's the big, the big, big, big theme. And I, and I feel like it's really on multiple levels. Like I said, there's a shadow level where our primal need to survive on the planet and, and on our monetary systems and all of this will bump up against our need to create social cohesion or social rules or social structures that reflect um, our beliefs and our, and our truths. Um, and that that will cause some conflict. Um, but I also think that there's like this huge evolutionary opening that's happening for us to kind of step into our essential selves and step into our spiritual selves and step into our more authentic individuated selves and start to realize that each one of us has a right to input into the collective, that that's what we need to do actually, that there's no hierarchy. Like the hierarchy is a lie, right? It's a lie that I can like vote someone in and, and they can give me a directive that forces me to do a certain thing. Like it's, okay, wait a second, don't I get a right? Don't I get like, aren't I an individual who can impact the collective in some way? So sort of a recognition, I think of that, like a continued recognition of how each one of us is a vital part of the whole and how each one of us has to take responsibility for ourselves and, and continue to make the best effort that we have to kind of be in integrity so that we can contribute in a way that makes a difference to everybody, whatever that means to us, whether you're a right-wing Christian or whether you're like a punk rocker or whether you're like whatever I don't care what you are like just owning yourself doing the best you can standing up in your best level of integrity and then contributing to the collective from your from your vantage point and and taking that job seriously so that we can all survive here right so we can all do okay here I it's it's that's the theme of Aquarius like that's what Aquarius is it's it's about how do how do we all get along like how do we all manage this together? And it's really interesting to me because if you look at it astrologically, you've got Saturn, which is a ruler of Aquarius, Uranus, which is a ruler of Aquarius, squaring each other. So you've got uniformity versus unanimity. Hmm. Uniformity versus unanimity. So you've got uniformity, which says, this is the way it has to be. This is the way the group is, this is the way the group is going. You have to, you have to conform uniform uniformity saturn in aquarius versus uranus right which is unanimity which is more like no i i am an individual and i contribute to the group so that i actually form the group so that my piece of this group is just as important as everybody else's i am just as much of a piece of this group so it, it's kind of like the individual versus the group and the group versus the individual and how these two things like we're like negotiating the like we're negotiating the relationship and then you get jupiter which is actually the esoteric ruler of aquarius which is bringing in this whole new way of thinking about life a whole new way of thinking about energy and the collective and technology and where we can go and it's in this in the, it's in this hyper like frantic air sign right like just spazzing everything out and opening up our crown chakras and like letting us like really like elevate out of our addiction to material resources and our addiction to consumerism. Like, like I think that what we're going to see is we're going to just see like this elevation of lifting up into more of a technological space, more of like an etheric space, more of a communication space where we don't have any needs. You know, it's so interesting. I have been tearing my hair out 
because my children are now addicted to screens since COVID. Like they weren't before. Okay. They were not prior. So there's a part of me, you know, that Waldorf part or whatever. that's like, oh my God, I feel like I've failed my children. But it's been so interesting this Christmas because I'm like, you guys, like, what do you want for Christmas? And they don't want anything. They don't want anything. My six-year-old, his wish list, he's like, um, I need a new backpack for school. <laughs> I'd really like a charger for my iPad. So what do you think? Why do you think that is? They don't give a shit. They're like so fully entertained. And and I mean, I limit their screen time, right? Like, and we do things together, right? Like, and, and we play and we do art together. And like, I make a point of spending time with them. Like, I don't, mm. but when they have their own time, what they're choosing to do with it is sit with each other and play with each other. They're not like, they're, they're, they've got their headphones. They've got their friends. They're interacting. They're communicating. I listen to them. They're like having like full on relationships through technology now. Mm. And I'm okay. So I'm like, okay, wait a second. You know, this is happening for a reason. This, I could freak out about it. Like, just like any generation freaks out about the generation following them and says, oh, but it was, it should be this way when I was five years old. I watched this one in the snow. Like, get all judgmental on it. Or you could be curious about it and be like, wow, this is a new movement. This is a new behavior. This it's is just, Yeah, it's just like, I mean, several months back, I, I, and I've always purposefully tried to stay disconnected on my cell phone, you know what I mean? To have boundaries, those kinds of things. In the last several months, I've really noticed myself on my cell phone a lot like just really spending lots of time and then, and I was beating myself up and then I realized like, this is where my people are now. I don't get to go to a co-working place anymore and nerd out with uh, fellow entrepreneurs. And I don't get to go see my girlfriends for a dinner and like, you know, dress up and have wine. And this is where, this is where my community is. So I need to stop beating myself up because it's, it is what it is, you know. I miss people, um, and maybe there is almost um, maybe there's almost a siphoning that's happening, like where we're finding our communities, right? Oh, like for sure, maybe that's part of the big shift that's happening as well. Is that we're now like becoming more um, discerning of of where we're putting our energy and with whom, for and sure. our our communities are becoming very specific, yeah. and and that is part of the Aquarius. The, the Aquarian age is the rise up or the formation of specific communities of people that are at your vibrational frequency, yeah. which is both a positive and a negative, because I yeah. think that we, lo we lose a little bit of something when we just silo ourselves in with a specific, but at the same time, it's okay. Like we're all here to experience life and reality. Like we might as well hang out with our peeps. Yeah, that's certainly, I mean, that's, that's definitely been a, a total shift. I think my entire life I've always had such a wide variety of people in my life and in my space. And this year it's been very much like, you know, um, really gearing in and closing in on, on the folks that I have things in common with and wanting to be close with those people. Um, and not necessarily like just that I have things in common with, but people who I've really, you know, um, 
align with. And I think energetically is huge, right? Because I mean, I have people in my life who are on opposite sides of the fence politically, but it, it doesn't matter. We've, you know, we've still had friendship. We've still enjoyed each other. We've still had that communication. Um, Cause I don't, you know, like, I like having people argue with me. <laughs> we don't learn things from people who just agree with us all the time, you know? Um, but if it's someone that you can actually have those conversations with, yeah. you know, and energetically in the same place, then like, what's the need to cut them off, you know, just because they aren't like you. Um, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, because you can, you can be at the same frequency with someone and have completely different beliefs. It's, yeah. it's not like, it's not like unanimity becomes uniformity. Like it, it, you, you still maintain your unique self, but you attract like frequencies, like vibrations. So kind of you, you, you create tribes sort of based on an energetic feeling, right. But not on like the sameness, not on, not on the conformity. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, and that would be boring. <laughs> well, it would be boring, and it, and it, it usually is boring. But I, I mean, I think that we're still at risk of that a bit. I, 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 I don't know. I, I keep getting this like, I just keep going. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Like as I think about social control issues, and I think about social repression, and I think about like collectivized kind of mind control. <laughs> well, right? very much. You know, the thing is, is like. In the in the Akashic records, what what really kept coming through was like these these two different dynamics, you know, and and how much of so like you know the war and the like the war the control whatever the case may be, and then also like the light and the beginning and this and that, right. and it it just continually kept coming back to what are we going to choose for ourselves yeah. you know which is really i mean it's not a new concept but like this is the this is the time where we've got to learn to stand up where we've got to learn to say this is what i you know this is what i'm about this is what i'm for whatever the case may be mm-hmm. um and it's it's you know the future is always dependent upon like our decision in the now versus yeah. our decision down the road um but yeah. i saw very much you know like like both of those potential outcomes, just depending upon what it is that we choose, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, like something as small slash big as what president are we going to put in office, you know? There's pros and cons on both sides of the fence. No, <laughs> There is no like reigning savior for any of this. And I think that the sooner that we, I've been ranting about this in my podcast, but like the sooner we realize that we are our own saviors and that's it, you know, we can't look outside and, um, going into a hierophant years, like very much about that in its own way. Um, I think that that's just going to be that how the decisions that we make, you know, are going to determine, of course, what comes to, comes to the surface in 2021. Yeah. Will we allow ourselves to get swept up in universal decisions where we allow ourselves to, you know, lose that right? I don't know. (laughs) Rebellion was pretty freaking huge (laughs) in my in my readings. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of rebellion. Tons of rebellion. Tons of rebellion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
revolution. Revolution. Like rebellion doesn't just have to be fighting against. It can be re- like revolution. Oh, it's for sure. And it, yeah. it's how we reinvigorate the culture with new things. Yeah. I think that we should rebel against many of the practices that our society has become complacent about. I, I think that that is well within our right and within our responsibility to do. Yeah. Right. And, and that yet we should also listen to each other and come to the table in a rational way. Yeah. But, but there are so many practices that are revolting and destroying our earth and destroying our quality of life. And that's, that's where I think the revolution has to happen. You know, just in the practices are the things that really matter, the things that really, really count. And that's the Uranus revolution in Taurus. Let's, let's, let's have a revolution and an uprising that are, that are based on what really matters, like our real security, you know, our survival matters. So if we can negotiate, if we can come in and know how much it matters that we survive, that we have a right to be safe. And if that voice gets heard by the collective, then it has the opportunity to change the collective vision, right? So our need for survival will change the collective vision and will help to create Saturn and Aquarius, the new social order. It's going to be all part of the new social order because we can't just let the social order just sweep across blindly and take over. And like, we're not all following like marching soldiers. Like there's going to be this element of no, wait a minute. No, I'm not giving that up or no, this is, this is important. You know what I mean? At oh, whatever sure. level. So I, yeah, it's going to be an interesting, it's going to be an interesting year. It's really, and, and because it, that, that square um, between Saturn and Aquarius, I'm sorry, I haven't done the exact dates, although I could definitely find it like easily enough in my ephemeris, but I believe they're going to be squared for about six months in a row. This is the significant theme of the year, right? Like this square between Uranus and Taurus and Saturn and Aquarius, they're going to be squared for six full months. They don't move very far. Like Saturn sits, Saturn is going to be within kind of like, it's going to be within one to 13 degrees of Aquarius. And then it's going back to six. And then it's hovering between six and 11 degrees of Aquarius. Mm. And then Uranus is going to be between six and 14 degrees of Taurus. Those are squares, like six to 14, six to 11. But that's like a direct hit for the entire year. So I I think we are like setting the tone for what's coming. And when does that start? The first impact, I think it's pretty quick into 2021. So we've got the alignment between Jupiter and Saturn happening on the 21st, which is like this, this star gate of new energy, like Aquarius impulse begins, right? Yeah. Because Jupiter will expand it and, and Saturn will control it. And it's like, it's a new pulse for creating a new culture, a new civilization, a new evolutionary turn. And then very shortly into 2022, one, hold on a minute. I'll find the, the exact. Or thank you for your patience as I look through my big book of numbers. <laughs> We've got Taurus hanging out at six degrees for all of January. And so, you know, depending on your orb, it looks like, like really, like Saturn will hit three degrees of Aquarius by the 13th of January. And that's a three degree square. That's a three degree orb square. That's definitely legitimized as square. And then the exact square, the exact, exact, like six degrees to six degrees happens on the 8th of February. 
but they're, you know, but you have to look at everything within a range of approximately five, five degrees. And it looks like all of February, all of March, all of April, oh my God, all of May, all of May, all of June. There so how do you think that'll... degree for much, for a huge section of June, for the, the middle of June, all of July, hold on a second, I just want to find the end, all of August, oh, at, toward the end of August, there is a a seven degree orb through September, through the end of August and into September. And then in October, they start to close in again together. And by the end of November, they're three degrees apart again, right? Like they're three degrees apart. And by the end of December, they're a, they're a degree apart. For God's sakes, they're going to be exact square for the entire year, practically. Like with some, with some periods of time where they make a wider, a wider orb, but it's pretty much the whole year. Yeah. So it's amazing, like amazing. And Taurus also rules economy. Okay. Yeah. It rules money. It rules value. It rules our values. It rules survival, like currency, what matters to us. It's going to be a really intense year where like we have to take care of ourselves, I think, and like learn how to stand up against oppressive and, and, and like things that aren't cool. Right. But we also have to learn how to cooperate. So there's that there's that fine line, right? It's a square. That means there has to be a karma resolved. It's not either or it's both end. There has to be a cooperation. So you can't just fly off the handle and demand your civil rights and be like, no, it's going to be my way or the highway. You have to consider the group. And we have to negotiate between those two things and come up with a new way of being together so that we can all survive right? It's going to be challenging. <laughs> I'm not actually really excited. <laughs> 2020 has made me very tired and I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, you know, in the past couple of weeks, I've, I was just like sharing this with a friend. I was like, you know, it's every day, right around noon, it's like, it takes all of my strength to keep working because I'm so tired. My inner child's like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. This is holiday season. I just want to like drink beer or sit in front of the TV or like just totally be whatever, um, which I've never been like that in my life, but it's just like all of the things. So it's cool. It's, it's interesting though, because just kind of like intuitively, I really... I decided to take the month of January off for this podcast because um, I just really felt like I needed to restore and rest mm -hmm. and, you know, for what is coming in February. Um, mm -hmm. So it's interesting that that like aligns with, with that. Yeah. Um, it's going to be so interesting. And we, you know, we've got, you know, Neptune's just still cruising through Pisces. She's just going to be cruising through Pisces. Um, but you know, the big players and, and, and Pluto is staying in Capricorn, Pluto's in Capricorn, but the, but the big, um, shift is going to be that Taurus Aquarius vibe. Yeah. New social order, new social order. So let's do it. Let's do it. it it's going to, I, I wanted to, um, like highlight or, or like even just kind of explore some of the laws and principles of the new age of Aquarius. Is it, does that work for you? Can I do that? Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, and I also wanted to share another thing. So I wanted to share, um, you know, this turning or this new beginning that you're seeing. I think it's reflected in so many different cultures and indigenous traditions and indigenous lineages that we are in the turning of an age. And it's, and it's reflected like not just in one, but in many across the planet, right? In many across the planet. And, and we are in a shifting of consciousness. So we're all like those many, many, many people are waking up. And I can attest to this because I continuously see them on a daily basis. I seem to get a lot of clients who are really learning how to open up and open their eyes and they're, and they're, and they're are becoming soul articulate. Oh yeah. Soul articulate. So like yeah. you, I can talk to them from that level and they get it. Yeah. Right. They're not kind of clueless because it used to be that they'd be a bit clueless and I'd have to sort of change my language. But right now I'm just getting flooded with people who are wanting and they need it and they need to be seen. Yeah. And they're holy shit, this is crazy. Like what the hell's happening to me? Yeah. People's spirituality, people's yeah. like it's spirituality in general, I think is just completely blowing up. You know, yeah. I'm having conversations now with like some very strict Christians about, you know, who've begun coming into or just like finally acknowledge acknowledging their intuitive gifts. I mean, just all kinds of things across the board from people like reaching out to me who see me on social media, you know, my personal channels who are like, Anna, uh, you know, asking about a tarot card or something I shared or whatever the case may be, you know, people who are starting to like tiptoe out and ask questions instead of being in this like very hiding, you know, or just, yeah, blinkers. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, like, so I think it's really important to affirm that at some level that is actually half that is real. Right. So like the collective zeitgeist will continue to have its little pissy party, whatever it's going to go on, it's going to go on. But there is this whole other level of reality that's available to us right now that we can step we're in. We're splitting, so, you know, we're, 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 what's the, there's a, I think that there's a, a, a portion of us who are like digging their heels in, who are saying no, you know, cause I think that the spiritual opening is being, I mean, like, how could it not be? We've been through some hard shit this year. Like, that's when spirituality, you know, seeps into our lives for the most part. And so there's that portion who are like digging their heels in and refusing, you know, who are making it that much harder on themselves. And then the people who are opening up to it and stepping forward with it, you know, it seems to be like there's this kind of this split happening in between who is who is yeah. willing and who is not. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I don't know, because I just only see the people who are willing, like I don't. But when I talk to like, say, my cousin, who's a psychotherapist, right, and she actually works with the people who are just starting to open. And so she sees all of those, and she helps them, and she knows how to talk to them. And I don't know, like, I, I only just see these one type of person, because it just seems, you know, we, we get what we need, like, we get what we're meant to serve, right? For sure. Like whatever group we're meant to serve. Like, and I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a lot of contact with. I don't have a contact with it. I, I'm completely isolated like everybody right now. Like I'm in my little, I'm in a, I'm a hermit as well. I had, I, I, how many adults have I had a conversation with live in the last six, six months, right? Like maybe five. Like it, it's, I've been trying to hang out with you lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway. So, okay. So I want to introduce you to this man. His name is Alan Oaken. 
And he's one of my mentors. He's a teacher of mine. And I found his work. Um, and what is that book called? This is called Soul Centered Astrology. Okay. We'll put um, a link in it in uh, the show notes. Yeah. He's remarkable. So he's, um, this book is all about the evolution of consciousness in the new age and how astrology is, is, is it, how, how a new astrology is coming in. And he talks a lot. There's this whole chapter in here called the laws and principles of the new age. And this is, he's referring to the underlying themes in the new age of Aquarius that we're moving into and how, you know, Aquarius relates to organizations and groups and aspirations, but it's more, um, it's more than that. It's more than that. It really is. And so I just, I, I, I really enjoy this, um, these six principles. I just thought it might be kind of fun to share them. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. They're They're brilliant. And he's a genius and he's brilliant, but nevertheless, so there are six underlying principles of the age that we're moving into. And you and I have actually just organically talked about them, all of them. So let's just, like, I'll just parse them out. The first one is the law of right human relations. Mm. It's very important in Aquarius, okay? Because in human relationships, the law of right human relationships, in my opinion, governs the ability to stay in your own divine line, in your own heart, and be in relationship with another that is not harmful. Because when we try to control each other, it's harmful, right? It's kind of that, that principle, that Buddhist principle of do no harm. Like when you stay clean, when you stay clean and clear, and you are in right human relationships, you are equals contributing to a third piece, just like yeah. you said. It's me, it's you, and it's the and it's the communication in between. It's the relationship in between us. And so that is an that is a an, a fundamental principle of the era of the age of Aquarius that we're moving into. The law of right human relations. Okay. And the next the next one is called the principle of good will. And what this is is good will, the will to good, rather than the will to get, rather than the will to beat, rather than the will to take, rather than the will to harm, rather than the will to steal, rather than the will to sneak, rather than the will to be better than, the will to good. Yeah, so the shifts from you to us. Yes, right. my will can be used for the good of all. So my alignment can be for the higher good, right? And it's, it's a very important principle of what we're moving into is learning how to align our will force for the greater good. Yeah, I feel that for sure. Okay? So the right human relationship is, first of all, a relationship with ourself that is right. Because our relationship with external forces is always reflective of the relationship we have with ourselves. There is only one of us here. So the way you treat yourself inside is the way you treat others. The way you treat others is how you treat yourself. So taking responsibility for yourself and your right relationship with you is going to equate to right relationships with others. And taking responsibility for your will and like learning how to track where it's coming from in your body. Like, am I coming from a place of greed, shame, lust, whatever, you know what I mean? Or am I coming from my heart? Like, what is my will? Is it will to good? Yeah. And asking that question and like being really quite clear on, on, on choosing free will to good with your will, right? That's the second principle. The next principle is the law of group endeavor which is exactly what you and I were talking about, how we're filtering 
by vibration into these little collective spheres where we can work together as a collective to actually affect better change quicker. Like when we cooperate and collaborate with each other, you know, and he, and he talks about like, he talks about things like, um, like individuals who seek to devote themselves blindly to a group do not have a clear ego structure, right? And he talks about how um, groups can harness the personal will and use it for like, and, and they can, you can give away your power to the group. Or if you're in the right, if you're in a right relationship to yourself and in a right relationship to your will, you come together and the group dynamic amplifies the power, amplifies it. So yeah. this is a big dynamic. And this is, this is kind of what we were talking about in terms of like group think or group like, yeah. And, and, and the next, and the next law kind of goes into that. He talks about the principle of unanimity mm. versus uniformity. And unanimity is that there is a unity amongst us that transcends diversity, that there is a unifying field of energy that is all of us, that is more important than anything that could keep us separate. And that that unanimity is what matters, not uniformity. It's not about conforming to anything or following blindly rules that are given to you because you, because you should. That is an, a Piscean era principle of blind allegiance to the power structure, right? Oh God, thy will be my will. Like I will give everything to you, like the, the hierarchy, right? Like Pisces was very hierarchical. Yeah. And, and Aquarius is egalitarian. Yeah. So there's a principle of unanimity where we're all collective and there's like an underlying essence to all of us. Um, but we all, and so we can have integrated group thinking, but it honors the individuals within it. So everybody's allowed to be themselves within this collective field. And we can see that we're all here for each other's benefit. Yeah. And that there's no one gets left out. Like it's like, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful concept, right? We can get there. And then the next law is the law of spiritual approach. Hmm. So the stairway to the soul and Thank inner you. revelation. And this is what we were talking about is that there is this, like versus the era of Pisces where God was always outside of us somewhere. Now it's kind of like, no, I am the soul. I am the light. I am the one. And so are we. Like we can be in our own essence, our own divine self, our own soul essence, and we can contribute. Yeah. And then we have that agency and that we have that power. Like we have that sovereignty, right? Spiritual sovereignty is the law of spiritual approach. And, and that we are even able and allowed to identify that as a goal because it has never been allowed. It has not been allowed. No, for sure you not. Been, you would have been called a heretic and burnt, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so the evocation of divine energy, like the actual acknowledgement of our spiritual essence and our human essence, our, our, our physical essence, and like the... The, like the connection of those two things is really, really, really important. Um, and Jesus, then the, Jesus shared in the Bible all those many years ago. I know the it's kingdom true. of God is within us. <laughs> I know, I know. If only we'd listen. Yeah. <laughs> and the next one is kind of um, also very similar, but this one I think is really interesting. Okay, the principle of essential divinity. Because what I think this one is, 
is the reemergence of the feminine and of the Gaia principle, the Gaia, the Gaia principle, okay? Because the principle of essential divinity believes that every single thing, all of life, large and small, is divine. That there is a living essence in everything, all of it. And that we can honor it and live in relationship with it in cooperation with cooperation with its intelligence and beauty, right? And so it, it's almost like the ensoulment of the physical reality. Yeah. Ensoulment of manner. Yeah. And that that's, a, that's a real principle, like the very synthesis of life, he says, the spark of God in every being. Yeah. I feel they like I've seen I've been seeing that so much shifting. I mean, you think about things like animals, right? And how we treat animals, how we view animals, about how that has elevated so much over the past couple of years. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I know that sanity for a lot of us through this year has been the watching the animal videos on Facebook. Oh. <laughs> I know for me it was like for a good solid week. It was the only thing I could do to actually help me get out of bed in the morning was like oh. some animal videos. And then I'd be like, you know, I could get my energy in the right place. Um, but I so see that taking place kind of across the board in regards to everything is alive around us. Everything is energy. Everything deserves our respect, our love, our admiration, if you will. I mean, it, the, we are not better than anyone or the other we're all here for different like divine purposes you know um and I love that that is taking place you know that's one of the reasons I want to get like freaking move out of the city and get back into nature you know it's what I grew up in it's what I want to be around I want I want to feel all of that again yeah yeah that's great are you planning yes may great amazing yeah well technology is a gift in a way i mean it's part of it's part of us as well right and and if we if technology is enabling us to go like to scatter and to de like to depopulate the really really heavily concentrated areas where there's not necessarily a good quality of life like great awesome i'll take it yeah i can work anywhere in the world well technology is like you know been an enormous gift this year. So there's, there's no, there's no poo-pooing it on my end. <laughs> Cause it's, it's enabled. It, it can go out of control though. Like it really, there are really like scary parts of it, you know, like artificial intelligence and um, kind of genetic engineering and things like that. Like there's like, there's technology that I don't even, I can't even comprehend that's coming down the pipe. I think that's another piece of the next you know, a few decades is, is seeing like off the hook technological advancement. Yeah. Which for me and for you being of our generation, like we'll probably be those grandmothers in the chair going, Oh, in a weaver. We didn't have all these. So we might just have to like, shut up basically. <laughs> and just let it happen. Cause I don't think that we necessarily have a place in that, in that evolutionary, um, in that evolutionary turn. It's not my turn. I mean, we're a Pluto and Libra generation. So we came here uh, for right human relationship. That's what we came here to tackle. Yeah. I'm working on it. Yeah. Right? Like right relationship. Same. To, right relationship to other. We just have to stay focused on our own generational impulse and we'll be fine. And we'll let those youngins, the ones who are being born right now, hello, 
oh my God, right? And the ones who have been, you know, coming up the pipe, we'll let them deal with like filtering out all of the, um, like negotiating the right use of all of this stuff. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, it gets, it gets kind of complicated. I think when you start to like factor in some of the social, co- some of the social control mechanisms, like that's what starts to scare me. Like, I don't want anybody putting isotopes in my body through a vaccine that light up when you put a like, uh, you know, when you put like a little light on and having my, to prove that I have it. Like, like I, I don't want like luciferous like molecules running through my bloodstream that that glow blue when some when I go through like a an airport like scanner like I I'm like what no I don't like that. that doesn't feel right I'm scared but okay maybe maybe my fear is just a primal instinctual fear and may, maybe there's a greater good that I'm gonna just let go into because I'm part of this wave of evolution that I really don't have a lot of control over, or maybe I'm going to fight like hell. Yeah. Well, Well, and I mean, the thing is too, is like what I, you know, all of this year is one day at a time, right? It's it's not getting lost in all the, the potentials or the possibilities, right? Coming back to present and just enjoying it. Um, well, I think that, though, coming back to present and enjoying it, yes, but also like really researching because that's another North Node in Gemini commandment right now. Yeah, for sure. It's not to just kind of sit blindly by in utopic Pollyannic visions of how everything could be wonderful. Well, that was the, that was the Akashic sure. record, um, you know, lesson for this month of December. Um, and certainly like the astrological overview that I did, which you know, I'm no astrologer, even though I enjoy it so much, but that was like the major theme. It was like this, um, this huge potential for us to, uh, be misguided and misdirected and really just looking into our sources, really diving deep, you know, doing the work, not just accepting things at face value, um, and, and being self-sovereign in that manner, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the biggest challenge that we're faced with right now. Yeah. Is like, how do we make our choices? How do, what, what information are we, are we referencing? Where are we looking for? Like, what are we allowing in? What are we looking at? What are we reading? What are we, who are we sharing with? It's, it's pretty complicated. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Miss Sarah, for coming on the show and sharing all of your wisdom and insights at the end of our time. Yeah. Oh, good. So appreciate it. Um, is there any last thoughts that you'd like to share? Oh gosh. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I kind of feel quite satisfied. It's not <laughs> a lot of conversation. So thank you for spending this time and thank you for inviting me to join you. Today. No. It's an honor to have you. Absolutely. Um, all right, folks. Well, that wraps up today's show. I'm really curious to know what are the things that you are walking away with and walking into 2021 with. Make sure you can hit me up on social media, send me an email, whatever is best for you. Uh, be sure to sign up for the email list. 
meditations, podcast updates, and other tools are being shared there just with that community. And don't forget, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Until next week. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> oh,